Welcome to the Sustained Dane Podcast. Sustained Dane is the sustainability organization of Dane County and Madison, Wisconsin, and this is the podcast that covers the many programs we hold that help people learn, connect, and take action for sustainability. I'm your host, Jay Davis, and I'm delighted to be talking about the very thing that first put me in contact with the Sustained Dane organization. Today, we are going to be learning about the Food Scraps program and how this program is making a real impact on our community. We're going to hear from just a few of the many people who participate in and help run the Food Scraps program. Also, make sure to stick around until the end of today's episode to learn about the Trash Lab, a collaboration between Dane County Department of Waste and Renewables and the Madison Children's Museum. So let's start with this. What exactly is Sustained Dane's Food Scrap program? I had the immense pleasure of hopping on a call with Brian Johnson. Brian is the Recycling Coordinator and Public Information Officer for the City of Madison Streets Division. He's going to help explain the program and give us important context as to why this program is so important. Okay, so I am Brian Johnson. I am the Recycling Coordinator and Public Information Officer for the City of Madison Streets Division. Tell me more about the Food Scraps program. First off, let's start with what is it? Yeah, our the Food Scrap Recycling Program, we have two drop-off sites at some neighborhood farmers markets. They're at the South Madison Farmers Market and also at the East Side Farmers Markets. They're at Tuesday evenings, at just at the Tuesday market drop-off. So at the East Side Market, that's 4 to 7 p.m. and the South Market at 2 to 7 p.m. as well. Um, we're just taking certain food scraps there. So basically the stuff that you can compost in your backyard we're able to accept at those market sites. And then it's taken from those market locations. It's hauled to the neighborhood food solutions farm where it's composted and used at that farm to compost and help kind of the help with that soil regeneration process that's happening at that neighborhood food solutions farm. Cause it's really what uh, Robert Pierce is the farmer there. What he's working with was what was once a fallow field and is kind of helping recover that soil and to be able to, um, really make that into more like a usable land once again. And also with some of the nonprofit work that Robert's doing there, working with these other previously incarcerated adults and also the at-risk youth program that he's doing, plus and also selling the produce that he's doing uh, or growing there at that South Madison Farmer's Market too. And yeah, and that's where the stuff goes. And also that's why there's some limitations as to what we can take at the market site. So we can't take uh, meats, we can't take breads, because the type of composting we're doing is larger scale than what you can do in your backyard, but it's similar process where we can't take bones or anything really hard or like that's why we can't do like nutshells and things like that because the windrow style composting doesn't quite get as hot and also we really zero tolerance for contamination. So we can't take plastic bags or anything like that or any sort of like compostable plastics. Those things that are Oh, the really fancy, like, yeah, I guess you could say they look like a plastic cup, but they're labeled as compostable. We can't take that kind of stuff in this program. It's different than just, say, like an apple core or an eggshell. Um, it's, and we just, so the type of process that you're going to use on a farm, like a neighborhood food solutions, is just not the kind of stuff we could take there. And yeah, I mean, and as far as like something important to, to note too about the the program, like, the market does run until Halloween is going to be the last day. So it's limited time. Um, it is, it's a grant funded opportunity. It's like the, we're able to do this thanks to the USDA 
grant funding for this year. This is the last year that we're able to do it. Um, we did it last year and then this year from the USDA. Also from help from the Natural Resource Defense Council also provided some funds as well to make to make a go with this. But I would say like for you, for, if you want to participate, the important thing is to make certain you bring the right stuff to us. That's a really big help that for the people that are staffing the market so they don't have to spend as much time like picking out the bread or peeling off the stickers or getting the twist ties off and things like that. Cause it's kind of icky <laughs> for, for the people at the, the, at the staff it to have to pick that stuff off when you can pick it off before you bring it, that'd be a really big help. And also it's problematic for the compost stuff on the back end too, to have that sort of plastic stuff at Robert's farm. We don't want that contaminating his farm or blowing around his field. So take it off there before you take it to the, the, the market and also things like gr- fats, oils, greases, or those baked goods and things that also attracts rodents. That's why we can't have them at Robert's Farm. We don't want those at because Robert's Farm is just in Fitchburg. We don't want and it's a, an urban environment. We don't want to cause those problems. We, we list on our website, which is cityofmadison.com slash food scraps, what we can accept and so, you know, check the site before you pack the stuff, what we can take, what we can't. So you don't bring us a bunch of material that we just can't accept there. Or if you don't know too, just you're welcome to ask, send an email to the streets division. I'll certainly let you know. More than happy to help you as well. And really it's because it is basically what you can compost in your backyard, any sort of backyard composting guidance that you can also find on the streets division website, or um, most libraries should have these backyard composting guides as the city put out. If you kind of follow what you can put in your backyard composting guides. You can, especially when it comes with what food's acceptable there, you could take it to that, um, um, to one of these drop-off sites as well for these, these farmer's market sites. So one thing that I think it's important to hone in on is the fact that this program is grant funded, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if you can talk about why it's important that people participate now so that the program can continue. Yeah, I mean, with it being grant funded, to make certain that we show that there's demand in for this program, because... If we can show that there's enough interest in it to make certain that it can be funded by city funds later down the line, because that's always tricky because budgets are always going to be difficult and in, in the city because funds are limited. They just, that's just the way things are in the, in the city of Madison and the, and throughout the entire state of Wisconsin, really, we know that even I guess just, it's difficult. Tax dollars are precious things, right? And we can't, and we got to make certain that we're spending them on things that our residents want and demand. And so by showing up and showing that this is something that our residents want and care about and, and using this service, something that we can show that we, you know, drive these numbers up to show that we care and we're engaged and this is what we want. And by coming to this program and showing the participation, showing big numbers that, yeah, that that's one way that can help continue this program in the future and help with future investment down the road in this as well. I mean, I think, I know like the, we've been trying to do food scrap recycling in the city of Madison for quite a long time. It's really been over 10 years, really, since we've been trying to figure out like food scrap recycling in the city. And uh, the, really the biggest um, hurdle has been a place to go with it because the We've just haven't had that sort of facility that's able to deal with the contamination. But showing up in big numbers and showing this is important, like this doesn't necessarily mean that in 2024, we're going to be having curbside pickup with food scrap, like pickup at, at your doorstep isn't going to happen next year. 
Like we are still a long way away from that happening because we still lack that sort of facility that can handle the volume of food scraps that we produce in, in this community that can also wrestle with that contamination that we will just be there with that sort of doorstep pickup. And so that's going to take a lot of investment to build that kind of facility to handle that much volume of waste too, because we're talking thousands of tons of stuff. Um, with our, our food scrap recycling program last year, I got two, um, was 10,000 pounds, a little over 10,000 pounds of food scraps at uh, two farmers market sites last year, which is great, but that's five tons. And we're got, which is still, it's a lot. It's a lot for two farmers market sites, which is great. I'm not trying to undersell it. That's a big number for two farmers market sites for just a handful of weeks. But for, for what the streets division collects year round, it's a 9,000 ish tons of food every single year from what just what the streets division collects. And that's very easily the floor of what, how much food scrap waste goes to the landfill every single year. Cause you think of all the restaurants that are in the city of Madison that the streets division doesn't collect every year, the university that the city doesn't collect all those apartment towers that the streets division doesn't collect the waste from and on and on. I mean, it's thousands and thousands of tons of food scraps every year that's going to the landfill that, well, way more than what could ever go to Robert's farm. <laughs> like that's just too much. So to have a that kind of a facility that can process that and fix all those mistakes takes a lot of investment to handle that kind of material. Even with it being grant funded to show that's important that people care about this, the it's a, it's the change is still going to be incremental. Now, eventually, we will be at that curbside pickup time because. Dane County is developing the sustainability campus at the site of that Yahara Hills golf course. As part of that is this food is a composting facility, which includes food scraps. And so trying to solve that food scrap problem is part of that. And, and that's coming. You can find more information about that at, at landfill.countyofdane.com. And there's going to be more information about this food scrap composting, whether it's through digestion or which is a whole other conversation <laughs> or through <laughs> composting or something else is going to be, you're going to be hearing more about that sort of um, that sustainability campus throughout the course of the year as more of that development happens, but it's coming. But like, I think just short term, I think we need to just show that like as a community that we care about these things so we can make this, this investment in these sort of smaller things. So like this market site stays for next year. And then the funding can then happen the next year. And we just sort of keep the ball rolling and keep inching forward a little bit because like the real sort of big solution to this is a, it's a big lift. It's going to be a lot. I mean, especially just the trucks and such and extra carts and all that. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars of an investment to go from like a farmer's market drop off to picking it up from your house. That's a big change. That's a lot of dollars to do it. And we just have to show that that's what we want and it can be done, but it's still going to be expensive, but we can do it. There's a lot of steps between a and Z between a farmer's market drop off at two places once a week versus like, you know, you have the city of Madison coming to pick up your compost every single time, you know, you, you, you bring your trash and your recycling out. So I, there's, there, there's a lot of steps there, but the, these farmer's markets, like these need to be invested in now you know to eventually lead to that it's a it's a game of patience right yeah but i think and i think that's where we we sort of 
whenever that was maybe one of our early mistakes with our fruit scrap program that we had, we tried to, we, whenever we first started, we had an organics collection program here about 10 years ago, where I think we tried to start on step like J to get to Z faster, <laughs> where we were, we were collecting food scraps from the curb from volunteers. And we, we were taking all kinds of stuff that we, we didn't really shouldn't have been doing right away. And, and like that, we were telling people that diapers were okay right away, you know, and like that wound up being a colossal mistake, you know, and, and that set us up on a footing that was so hard to correct later that we couldn't unring a lot of bells at that point where we are now we're kind of regrounding it and starting over we're kind of we flushed the old program we're starting we're starting from a which we're we should have started from from the jump which was like more person-to-person contact starting small starting with these market sites was more like on the ground more conversations more like meeting people having having these sort of like engagement around this stuff and it's trying to get more excitement and education and knowledge and understanding about the importance of this and then trying to build it slowly and hopefully and also maybe ultimately get more of that contamination out of the system so but near term i think just you know if you've been interested you're just curious just come on down the um, after work you know like the both sites are open at 7 p.m there's the um, if you're worried about parking, say, like you know, the South Side market in particular, lots of places to park on Winger Drive. Come on down. And the, um, as far as like bringing food scraps to the site as well, them you can really use any, I anything you can use to carry the food scraps in is fine. Though we have been providing free buckets to people as well. Um, if you if you really need something like like a coffee can works perfect for this, but we've been giving out these little free plastic buckets that are about the size of like a hotel ice bucket that you can get from us as well that have little um like a a little like reminder sticker on the lid as to what's acceptable and what's not. That's perfectly fine to bring to the sites. The, um, also, those things are great. They fit under your sink perfectly well. Um, if you have enough space in your freezer, they can pop right in your freezer as well. That's a kind of a good. Putting them in your freezer is a good way to keep down smells if you're um, if you're really sensitive to the smells. If you bring them in once a week, that's another that'll help keep the smells down pretty well. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention too, the sort of the general like, the importance of like why why is this exercise important in the first place? Like why bother with this? Mm-hmm. Is that the um, with the amount of, with the waste that we produce like in the city in general. Uh, 21% of what we landfill every single year is food scraps. And that's like wasted food and also like inedible food scraps. So 21% of it. So the city of Madison, we in the ballpark of 46,000 tons of garbage every single year passes through the streets division. And um, I didn't make this clear earlier, but the streets division, we service single family homes and up to eight unit apartment buildings. And that's it. And so all those big apartment complexes, not us. Um, apartment towers, not us. Not the so the campus, not us. Rest, big restaurants, lots of there's lots of um, places around Madison that don't fall into the streets division collects and universe. And we we still collect forty six thousand tons of garbage every single year, you know. And that doesn't include the couches and all the other stuff that we pick up from the curb or during the student move out that's coming up. That's just brown cart at the curb, tipping it into the top of the blue truck. Mm-hmm. Forty six thousand tons, and twenty one percent of that is food scraps. It's you know, and that's 
And that's shakes out to right around that 9,000 plus tons. So, and that's, you know, and so if you factor in all the stuff that we don't touch, it's 10,000 tons easily is the floor as for how much food scraps that we're making as a city every single year that could be composted if we just had a place to go with it. And that's what the county is working on right now to try to find a home for this stuff and try to make that facility that can help clean up the mistakes that we'd all make unintentionally because we're all capable of it. And the reason why to keep food out of that landfill as well is like in one, like it's just a smarter use of resources. If you're composting it, you're returning all those nutrients back to the soil where they belong because you put them in a landfill, that's where they stay. You're not going to recover that. And plus, whenever landfills, when you put food scraps into a landfill, that's where methane gets made. And methane is a very potent greenhouse gas. I've seen the numbers sort of wiggle around as to how much more potent methane is versus like CO2 when it gets into the atmosphere. So it's worthwhile. And especially with something like composting, it's a, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's not exactly like a new technology. You know, like it's been around forever. This is a solvable problem. It's, and it's something that especially, like we can do this. We can do this locally. It's something that's a, that Europeans have solved for years now. You know, we just have to make that investment to do it. And we're close. We're as close as we've ever been to actually solving this locally. I just, we got to keep building off the success we've had so far with our food scrap drop-off program we've had last year. Keep making it a success like we've had so far this year. I mean, hopefully, like if with the budget cycle playing out, that we get to build on it for next year and the year after that, get the development with the Dane County facility, that that develops into exactly what it needs to be, that we can, that spurs into more development, that we get to the food scrap collection, and away we go. Huge thank you to Brian for joining this episode and giving us what we need to know about the drop-off program and how it will eventually lead us to bigger and better things in the world of composting and recycling our food waste here in Dane County. Now let's turn our attention to some of the folks who are actively participating in the program and hear their stories. Let's head over to the East Side Farmers Market at McPike Park. Located at 202 Ingersoll Street, this market and drop-off point is open Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. April through October. I was fortunate enough to be able to chat with a few folks who dropped off their food scraps and asked them about why they compost with us and why they enjoy using it so much. It's free, it's easy, it's weekly, and then I get out on a bike ride. I'm interested in not contributing more to landfills and the wastewater system. I do not have a space in my house to do this. I live in an apartment, so I do not have outside space to compost. Well, hopefully it gets the ball rolling and it gets much bigger and people become much more conscious of their choices in their consumption. I hate putting it in the trash. So I've been composting like through friends and other avenues for about, I don't know, 10 years or something. So I pay for a service, but since this is free, I can suspend that. And then I use this. So if this were around all year long, I could save a good bit of money. And why is uh, participation important to you? The landfill's filling up. It doesn't need to go there. And... I don't know if people really know how much food is being wasted. I mean, mainly just to, you know, be more sustainable and not throw it in the trash. Um, But I feel like once you start doing it, there are other benefits. One, you 
like separating them, you just see your food waste and we try and waste less of it overall now. My partner and I, we know this is a temporary program, so we like try and use it to show that there's a demand for it, right? Um, so we're like extra motivated to show up here. Once it's permanent, you know, that'd be great. Well, I bring it here specifically because I've tried the uh, services where they come and pick it up mm-hmm. and that hasn't gone so well customer service wise and mm-hmm. and I made like one mistake once and they're like no you can't participate anymore so I was like okay, okay. <laughs> so when I found out about this it's free too which is really nice and uh, I used to live a couple blocks away so super convenient location mm-hmm. um, that's why I compost here specifically there are many reasons to utilize the drop-off program Composting food scraps helps the environment by avoiding landfills and puts what is usually considered waste to good use. As a few folks mentioned, there are many great services available that will take your food scraps, but this one is completely free. Not only are you helping decrease food waste, you can also limit the number of times you have to take out the trash. Personally, I love being able to take food out of my trash bin that creates an awful stench in my apartment and instead put it in a handy bucket provided by Sustained Dane that I take down to the market each week. Speaking of which, I also checked in with our market goers about their advice for using the program. I would suggest to keep it in your freezer, for sure. Um, Or if you have an outdoor space, that makes it easy. And I know they give you these little containers to make it really convenient. And they always suggest something with a lid, which I totally agree with, better than just like a loose plastic bag where it's going to drip and make your kitchen all messy and smelly. So that's what I would recommend if someone was going to bring it here. Um, Buy a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously read the instructions. It took a little bit of time to like figure things out. Um, But yeah, it's pretty easy once you, you know, there's, you collect your food scraps, you drop it off, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Get a... Get a bowl or a few bowls. I use depending on how many bowls I, you know, need. And um, but you know it's ant season, so I keep the bowls in the fridge. So but but anyway, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not hard to do. You don't have to be a scientist or anything. Whether by bowl or bucket, outside or in your freezer, it can be really easy to keep your food scraps around until you have time to bring them down to the market. One thing that many folks talked about was the convenience of the market, too. This specific program is that it's right next to my work, so it's really convenient. So convenience also makes it easy for people to participate. Um, Well, I live three blocks away, so it's super convenient. Um, And the timing for me works out that I, like, have a regular 9 to 5, can drop it off after work. The fact that I have some place to bring my scraps, of course, and... um... And I don't have to try to do the brown and the green and the water and try to figure out the balance and everything that, you know, you read about how to properly do compost. You know, I can just bring them here and let someone else do it. If you're interested in contributing to the Food Scraps program, make sure to check your work address, your home address, and see how close by. It could be just a few blocks away and you never even knew it was there. So make sure to double check and we would be more than happy to see you down there. And one of the best ways to ensure that this program sticks around is by using it. And even if perhaps it isn't across the street or three blocks away from where you live, if you make an effort to bring your food scraps, that means that the food scrap program can eventually 
evolve, can eventually create more drop-off points, more days during the week, and more times. Truly, this Food Scraps program is helping the community, but with your help, it can do so much more. Now, I also had the immense honor of getting to chat with a few people who run the stand, some of the friendly faces that you're going to see if you bring your food scraps down to the market. Jennifer, yes. I got hired in mid-July. They needed that up. A great need, so my neighbor Jeannie brought me on board. And why do you like the uh, Food Scrap Drop-Off Program? It's a perfect circle. People have food scraps to bring in. We take them. We take them to the farm. He makes luscious dirt out of it. It's like black gold. And then grows vegetables and then sells them at the South Market. So it's a contained system. And it's wonderful. The scraps aren't going into the landfill, so... We're hoping to get a citywide program going for it. And why do you think the program is so important? Far too much food scraps go into the landfill. Every, there's too much going to the landfill, period. But, um, and there are tons of places where the soil is, needs nutrients, needs um, revitalization. So this is I do it in my backyard. People who live in apartments don't have a place to bring it, so this provides them a place to bring it, and they're happy to do so. Most of my friends already do it in their backyard, but um, I encourage people by telling them that we're here and to bring save their food scraps, what they can save, and bring it down to us. Jean, how long have you been working at the food scrap drop-off? Uh, since last year, I started volunteering last June. Yeah. So you started at the very beginning then? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was looking for uh, somewhere to deposit my food scraps, and I started researching, and I found Sustained Dane and this program, and I thought, oh, I'm going to volunteer. That sounds really worthwhile. Why is uh, participation in this program important to you? Well, um, you know, having to do with keeping the food scraps out of the landfill to reduce uh, the methane gases that go into our... Um, environment and also just because you know we're putting all our waste into the ground and burying it and if we can do less of that and just regenerate the soil give it back to the soil um, I think that's better you know so I like that circular kind of thinking Mm -hmm. better. What do you like most about either working for or just about this program in general? I love the enthusiasm of the participation. People are excited. I feel like we are really, um, you know, this is a desired program that people want to see grow and spread. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Sustained Dane is a great organization for just empowering people to take action, uh, sustainability action. But they're always welcome to come here and sign up and volunteer with us if they enjoy the market. Uh, or if they have other ideas for their own community or their own, uh, you know, neighborhoods. Before leaving the Eastside Farmer's Market, I got the chance to chat with Jordan Crane, the Farmer's Market Manager. She was able to give us a unique perspective on what the Food Scraps Drop-Off Program has meant to the market and to the community. My name is Jordan Crane. I'm the Farmer's Market Manager. I've been here for two seasons. This is technically my third. I think it's been a huge benefit to this market for multiple reasons, but definitely just to have like a space for people to come and drop compost has been really well received. I know at least just in the volume that they've been able to collect the past season, um, but it's also seemed to bring different 
people to the market that may not have come here otherwise. And not everybody that drops off compost shops, but there have been, I know, um, at least last season when they first started, there have been a lot more new faces that would come by and say, hey, I didn't even know this existed or I didn't even know this was here. So I think there's just been a cool benefit to that piece of it too. Um, And again, it makes sense to have this at a farmer's market because people who are interested in composting typically have an interest in their local food system and are able to talk and meet some like farmers and growers that are in their neck of the wood too so I think it's been awesome it's really cool to see the volume of products that people bring um, and how far people will travel to come and drop off here so I, I love it I hope we can keep it going forever to end today's show let's head over to the south side farmers market This market is located at the Madison Labor Temple at 1602 South Park Street every Tuesday from 2 to 6 p.m. from late May to the end of October. The drop-off site here is special because next to it is a stand where you can purchase produce from Robert Pierce. Robert is the farmer that takes the food scraps and turns it into the aforementioned black gold. He is the owner of Half the 40 Acres Farm, the founder and executive director of Neighborhood Food Solutions, and the South Madison Farmer's Market Manager. We got a chance to chat with Robert about what he does and the impact of the food scraps program. All right, well, we'll collect stuff here at the market, and they bring it out to the farm and dump it, and that's where I make the magic. I turn it into soil, um, adding different, uh, more components to do it and also uh, then turn it every couple weeks and then able to use that as a compost. You know, why is this important to, you know, have this as a source of nutrients for your plants? You know, what, what what's the difference maker there? Well, first of all, it keeps it from going to the landfill, which is great. Uh, number two, it's like uh, making, you know, once you make your own soil, you know what's in it. You know, so I'm, I'm using good soil to make good, you know, to, to grow good plants. So the nutrition value is a lot better, you know, than adding, you know, different chemicals and stuff to try to get a, a product out of it. Anything else that you want people to know about the food scrap program? We need more. <laughs> Keep that stuff out of the landfill. Bring it to us. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll turn it into soil and use it, you know. Make good use of it. Oh, yeah. yes. You know, it's in this, you know. Once you start doing that, and well, people I can always say there's a difference in the taste of the food that we have, you know, because it's, we do it, you know, for real, you know, the way that you're supposed to do it, using, you know, your food scraps and, you know, turning it into soil and feeding those plants back that, that nutrition that, you know, they're getting from decayed food and stuff. So there's you know, there's a tangible difference in how you're, you know, I'm looking at some asparagus right now. That asparagus tastes better than, than Woodman's asparagus? Oh, I think so. <laughs> you would too. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I intend to take some of that home. That looks fantastic. So That's the most important thing is, you know, making sure that uh, people, you know, can take on this and, you know, help out with this endeavor of keeping stuff from going to landfill. You know, let's, you know, let's... They deserve, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want to find out more about what Robert does and how he's helping our community, you can head to nfsinc.org, which you can find in the episode description. Last but certainly not least, we had a surprise treat at the Southside Farmers Market present: the Trash Lab. The Trash Lab is a fully accessible, 
27-foot-long repurposed cargo trailer that features more than 10 different interactive stations, engaging stories, and a wealth of data along with compelling photography and video footage. The Trash Lab has been designed to provide education surrounding waste and recycling. It was a great coincidence that the Trash Lab happened to be at the Southside Market while we were there, and we had the delightful opportunity to hear from Sujato Gotum, the Sustainability Outreach Coordinator for Dane County. So let's jump in with her now. So my name is Sujata Gotham. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the Sustainability Engagement Coordinator for the Dane County Department of Waste and Renewables. And through this role, I wear many hats. Uh, one of the most fun, uh, often fun ones is the trash lab uh, that I am responsible for hauling and taking to different events around the community, whether it's schools, libraries, heritage festivals, farmers markets, and essentially bringing this trash lab or education educational tool with exhibits inside um, that is mobile and fashion so that we can just haul it with a truck and then drop it down and open up the back door and bring people inside to learn about what happens to their stuff after they throw it away, where does it go, what do we do with it at the landfill, and why does it matter. Um, so we really want to use this as a tool to encourage people to think a little bit more about their relationship with stuff and how can we apply a bit more mindfulness to the system so that we can move away from a take-make-waste narrative when it comes to interacting with stuff and into one that's more circular where both ecosystems and people are thriving um, by using resources in a more sustainable way. So we have been doing the Trash Lab since 2021. We partnered with the Children's Museum to build it back in 2020. And they were super fun to work with. Yeah, they helped us take these complex science and engineering topics and really break it down into a way that's easy to understand for youth and adults alike. And make a topic like trash, which can be so out of sight and out of mind and um, icky, into something that is really whimsical and piques curiosity when people walk on by. I mean, it's and white and orange you can't miss it and help but wonder what is happening inside um, and as you walk inside you'll see that we've lined the ceiling with things that people actually threw away um, to really compel people to think about yeah like what is trash what is valuable um, what do we do with things when we don't want them and why I know something I would love for more people to know is they can visit their local landfill here in Dane County like you can come visit us we are located right across the Ahara Hills Golf Course if you're headed east towards Cambridge off of the Beltline 1218 where that big green hill to the left and we do public tours at least once a month if not more so you can just go to our website, Google Dane County Landfill, and self-sign up for a tour. So you can really see and understand the magnanimity of what happens to the trash here and where it goes and how much we receive um, to really make that connection. So knowing that our tours are exist and it's possible for anybody like you or I to come visit as a thing is great. And then I think the other thing I really would love for people to understand is when you throw something away, you're the last person to ever touch that object. And when you come to our landfill, you'll see that. You throw something in the trash, it goes in the garbage truck, it's compacted in the garbage truck, then it gets brought to our facility, uh, the trash gets weighed, and then the dump truck will go up to the top of the landfill and essentially dump its load. And then we've got our big dozer and compactor go over the trash spread it around our compactor has spikes on the wheel that break up the trash bags and really smash everything into the ground 
and that's it, right? Like nobody else is going to touch it. And if you have any recyclables in there or things that could have been salvaged, we can't possibly sort through all that trash and pick it out, right? We get about 750 tons of trash a day. So we really rely on people really understanding that if I put something in the trash, like that's it. Like no one else is going to sort it and take anything out. Um, and it's important to only put what can be thrown away into the trash. There are bans on items, certain items from going into the landfill, such as yard waste, automotive products are some. Um, others include like really hazardous substances. So those sorts of things you definitely don't want to put in your trash. And we can't monitor every single bag, right? If we get big loads of things and we can easily see a truck is dumping a bunch of electronics, we can stop that. But for those little things that might slip in there, it's hard for us to really know that. Um, so we really, really rely on people making sure they're throwing away the right thing to help keep our landfill environment safe for our workers too. We're here today at the Southside Farmer's Market where the Trash Lab is currently set up. And so we're here today talking about food scraps, talking about the food waste program. So can you, I, I, I don't think, I didn't see any food and trash in the trash lab so uh, could you tell us a little bit about you know food waste and the impact that has on the on the landfills yeah absolutely so organics which consists of food waste and diaper and edible food wasted food etc that consists of a little over 30 34 percent in between that range of materials going into our landfill and so it's a significant chunk right that could be salvaged and diverted from the landfill to make compost, which is a healthy soil amendment, right, that you can use to increase soil health in Dane County farmlands. And that's the direction we would love to move towards here in Dane County is to capture that food waste and use it to make compost, which is why we at the county level are planning to build a compost facility um, that is anticipated to come online in 2026 so that we can start hopefully, you know, capturing more food waste away from the trash and into a compost facility instead. So it, it really does make a difference if you can separate food waste from your trash and put it somewhere else um, on the amount of stuff that we receive because it is a good chunk of the stuff we get. The Trash Lab is really an exceptional educational tool that I hope if you're listening to this now, you'll check it out the next time you see it at an event. Check out the links in the episode description for more information. The Food Scraps program aims to eliminate food waste here in Dane County. Last year, the two drop-off sites combined helped divert over 10,000 pounds of food waste last season and is already above 2,500 for the year 2023. With your help, we can go above and beyond last year's total and continue to prove that this is a system that needs to grow and expand across Madison and Dane County. I can say from personal experience that this market has been incredible. Since the very start of the food scraps program, I've been dropping off my leftovers every week and I take out the trash less often. I'm more conscious of the food scraps I'm producing. It's a program that I and everybody at Sustained Dane hope that you will consider participating in. If you're already participating in the program, then share this episode with somebody who isn't. To close out today's episode, I want to thank all of the market goers who gave their testimonials, John, Anne, Melissa, Lance, David, Eileen, and more. I also want to thank Jordan, the Eastside Market Manager, Jean and Jennifer, who are running the drop-off point on the east side, and a special thanks to Robert and Sujata for taking the time to speak with me as well. I've been your host, Jay Davis. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, 
Change happens when inspired people take action.